air breathers. This is SpongeBob SquarePants, and you are filling your ear holes with an elegant weapon, the best podcast on land or sea. Bah! May the force be with you. An elegant weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. This Hangout on Air is live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 170. Yeah. Thanks. My name's Jay, the Jedi Us, as you see here below you. That's me, this guy. You have to excuse me. I got to metaphorically flick my back. Lovely. Lovely indeed. Uh, welcome back, kids. Isn't this strange going live tonight? Uh, that's because of our guest. It's his damn fault. It's Anthony Bachman. <laughs> and uh, his fancy new Google Chromebook doesn't like the Skypes. So we're going the Google Hangouts route, which uh, has forced us to go live. Anthony. Yes. Hi. Thank Hello. you for joining me this evening. It's good times. And uh, it's almost Halloween. I thought it would be appropriate for you and I to have a little chat em up about the Halloween times. I know you're a horror movie freak yourself, Anthony Bachman. Indeed. There are, like, it's probably, I mean, superhero movies is getting close to being its own genre when I organize stuff, but other than that, horror films takes the cake for what I own in my collection. Now, how do you define a horror film? Because I was thinking about this, and there's, like, especially nowadays, because there's, in the 80s and stuff, maybe even into the 90s, there's a very clear definition of what a horror movie was. But now, a lot of horror... I think there's a lot of action movies that can be mistaken for horror movies. Do you know what I mean? Like, is is Underworld a horror movie? Oh, hell no. Those are action films that just happen to have vampires and, well, half-assed vampires and pseudo-werewolves in them. Do you see what I mean, (laughs) though? Like, it kind of blurs the line, you know? Now, see, that one I don't think does because those weren't designed to scare anybody. I think the, the barest definition is is it a film designed to scare if it's meant to scare you it's a horror film like event, the best example is event horizon it's a sci-fi film that's a it's basically a haunted house that takes place in space on a spaceship that is a fucking horror movie event horizon is scary shit for most people i've heard that a lot i've never seen it myself but i've also oh, heard dude. it's like a long get through isn't it it's 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 a little lengthy, but dude, yeah, Lawrence Fishburne, Jack Noseworthy, like there's some good actors in it, and it's 
It's creepy as and uh, the main dude from uh, the first the original Jurassic Park, um, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Oh, who's Sam Neil? Oh, yeah, yeah, Sam Neil. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Sam Neil as the scientist who created the warp drive engine that sends the event horizon on its on its uh, freaky freaky trip. I mean, it's basically a haunted house film that takes place in a spaceship. It's a rad idea, though. I should oh, probably yeah. sit down and watch that one day. See, when I was a kid, though, I wasn't huge into horror movies. At least they terrified the hell out of me when I was really small. It wasn't until it wasn't. <laughs> but they're well, supposed to. <laughs> a lot of it was the grossness. I couldn't handle like gore, and it was such a gory time uh-huh. in the eighties, you know. But that was that was what I'm talking when I was really young. But then it wasn't until Freddie came along and that whole cerebral idea of being terrified really hooked me in, you know. And when they started messing with you, yeah, no, dude. When I was five, uh, that was when I got started. I watched American Wolf in London on HBO. Right, right, right. <laughs> and oh yeah, I was hooked. And yeah, you want to talk about gory? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was thinking back about that the other day because that like American Wolf in London, Event Horizon, those were all movies I had to buy on Blu-ray as soon as I got a Blu-ray player just to see like nice, prettier versions of them. But I was sitting there rewatching American Wolf in London and watching like the Nazi zombie sequence where they come in and kill his family during his dreams. Where he's fucking, you know, his mind's haunted as he's turning into the werewolf. I'm like, I fucking watched this when I was a little kid. No wonder I'm so fucking weird. <laughs> and it's not until you grow up that you actually realize it's almost a bit of a black comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, and it is. I, I fucking, I still love that movie. Jonathan Landis, like, for me, he gets a, the ultimate pass ever because he did American Wolf in London. It's such a good film. Oh, yeah, and it was terrifying. Like, it's. It, I think the thing that scared me most was like I, I'd watch Thriller, man. I remember being in Kmart and they were showing the making of Thriller, and yeah. I was ter- I was terrified. That was terrifying. Like I couldn't do zombies for years. It wasn't until I grew up that I appreciated the whole, you know. Well, it's it's also how it's treated. People aren't always just scared and running for a farmhouse anymore. People fight back nowadays. You know what I mean? True. Yeah, the fighting the fighting back. Yeah, like that's its whole own subgenre in horror films. I tried that Z Nation show. You ever watch that? I hadn't watched it yet. I think I have it on one of my instant cues somewhere, but I haven't, started, I haven't started watching it yet. I think it was mistaken as to what it was when it came out because it's not like another Walking Dead or anything. It's 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 really campy. Like it's it's almost like this the like a Sam Raimi version. It's almost very uh, nice. Know, Zena or, got all or the Hercules. All the tongue in cheek yeah. jokes. Yeah, nice. yeah, like one of the fighters is like half infected or something. So he's like a zombie, but not a zombie. Like it's so like it's, Blade, half vampire. Yeah, but he's gross. Like he like he <laughs> looks like a zombie. You know what I mean? But he can still right. kind of think. Right. So Blade is not to you a horror movie because that wasn't designed to scare. Or... Yeah, no, those are action films based on a comic book. Okay, now take Blade Two. Where there is a tiny intention to scare, it's Guillermo, and he likes no, to no. freak you. He he did try to make it definitely scarier, but it's still an action film based on a comic book. Right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. One of the things that he worked on is the last thing I saw, probably new, that was kind of scary, which was um. Now my brain's not working either. The, that TV show about vampires that he did. Oh, the strain. The strain. The strain. Yeah. yeah. yeah I watched yeah. the first season of that. That was a pretty cool show. It That's was a different take on the vampire. I mean, it's it's basically they have them as basically like a parasite worm that can build up and you know infect, and so it's you know it's not a subspecies of human. It's literally a different entity or a different organism that transforms any organism that it becomes parasitic to. 
That's and a cool idea, man. It was fucking crazy, and the way they did, like, the giant alpha vampire, like, he is creepy fucking looking, just weird as hell. I feel yeah, that was shit. That was, that was a good, fun show. I can't, I, I, I especially, like, I appreciate old horror more than I do now, because it's, like, beyond grotesque, you know? Like, stuff like uh, Hostel. Like, yeah, those, I don't even think I, those, I mean, they're the, the torture porn subgenre, but I'm not even sure if I consider Hostel you know, horror. Right. It's just torture. Like it's, it's, there's not even much of a story to the hostile movies and I own them all, oh, yeah. but I, I, I'm not a fan. Well, how about a movie like uh, Jeepers Creepers? I uh, see Jeepers Creepers is weird too, because like, if you look at one and two, they're totally different films. Cause one, it's literally just, you know, the brother falls down the well and finds the hiding place and, you know, they're being kind of haunted by the guy in the road because they see the truck that with the license plate be eating you. And then he kind of hunts them down and then kills the brother and kills the sister. But in the second movie, you've got, well, I think it's Lance Hendrickson trying to kill this demon. And then, you know, the bustle of school kids comes in and it's, you know, the Jeepers Creepers dude hunting and killing and, you know, picking these kids off one at a time out of a school bus. They're totally different movies. Yeah, I seem to remember feeling like it was horror for the first half and then totally kind of turned into more of a thriller action movie with uh, cuz that with thing the totally one? Well, he reminds me a lot of the the hybrid vampire from was it the third underworld or the second? I think you're thinking of the second blade. Yeah. The Animals were he, no, they the opened big up. Wings, the big winged one. Oh yeah, yeah, there uh, yeah, that's right. There was the I thought the guy had wings in the, the other underworld. Yeah. I think I watched each of the underworlds once and I was like, "Yep, good yeah. don't need to watch those again i love those movies they're a guilty <laughs> pleasure for me man it's and it's totally the story like the, the you know they're cool movies and they're fun to watch they're like eye candy but i dig oh, that yeah. story man i think it, they're they're good eye candy and i like the werewolves my problem is in the first film when uh kate beckett vampire character who's supposedly this 200 year old badass gets shot and passes out from lack of blood like really well, Fucking Lestat take. spent two weeks in a swamp, <laughs> drained of all blood, surviving on toads, okay. and you couldn't kill him. She took a bullet and fucking whiny crybaby passed out at the wheel. Kiss my ass. <laughs> she is not a vampire. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> plot progression, man. So, uh, okay, well, good poll. Interview with the vampire. Is that a horror movie? Oh, that's definitely a horror movie. Really? See, I don't know, because is it that scary? I don't think it's, I mean, I don't define it by scary to me. I say if it's designed to scare. And I think that movie was designed to scare just like that book was originally designed to scare people. I like don't know. A, I feel it's like a it's a great, was... dramatic, intriguing story. But the idea that someone like Lestat is out there, I think, is meant to scare you by the time you get to the end of the story and he kills the reporter. Okay, that's an interesting take because I never, I never felt it that way because I did read it too. And I don't know. It felt. Uh... It felt more fantastical, you know what I mean? It felt more... I don't remember ever being yeah. scared at any moment, you know? But then again, that story, that kind of writing's right up my alley. Like, when you start messing with time and chronology, you've got me. Like, take my goddamn money. I'm so yeah. cool with that. Well, yeah, see, like I said, yeah, if it's designed <laughs> to scare, because I don't say if it scares me, because if it scares me, if that's the definition, then there hasn't been a horror film since, like, <laughs> you know... Well, that's, no, I see what you're saying. The but first I'm wondering, Nightmare on Elm Street, I think, is the last thing that actually scared me. And I saw that when I was eight, and that yeah. scared the shit out of me. 
After that, it was all fun. Like, ever, everything past that is like, oh, man, slashers, psychological terror, all that shit. I just enjoy it. I don't think it was meant – I don't think it was designed to scare as much in the typical sense as more of uh, the situations were meant to, like – like like Claudia, for example, like the yeah. the child oh, vampire. It's, it was it's more horrifying. disturbing. Yeah, it's more disturbing, yeah. horrifying than actually like terrifying. Than being scary. You know? yeah, yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. of someone trapped in the body of a child for thirty years. Yeah, and yeah. in her mind, she's forty, but she still has the body of a ten-year-old. Yeah, it's crazy. I think yeah. if, the most scared I ever was watching a movie ever was in grade three, I believe. Uh, Creep Show Two. Nice. And my Creep mom rented it for a, for a birthday party when I was like way too young to be watching that stuff. But we oh, were no like, doubt yeah. the raft, yeah, yeah, yeah nudity, yeah. a little yeah. getting on, and then the ooze. Ah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was terrifying, especially when you're a kid like me who had a cottage to grow up at. You know, like, like we had a raft. We had a raft just like that, like thirty feet. You're up, like, so. I'm not fucking touching. Yeah, the, I'm no, not swimming no. out there. Kiss Why my are ass. the kids getting in the water this year? I don't understand. But for me, it was the last one. Which for me was the last. The hitchhiker. Oh yeah, the hitchhiker. Yeah, yeah thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride, lady. That That's was a good one. Terrifying. Oh, yeah, yeah, time, yeah. Oh, the idea of basically like a Jason Voorhees. Hitchhiker that just won't die. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How many times did she like run over that guy too? And he just kept oh. coming, waving his sign, and just oh, it was so disturbing. And then when he gets close, and he's oh, I'm just yeah, he's all and messed up. And again, and then, oh. well, what is? I think the one that disturbed me the most of the creep shows was actually I think it's the last story in the first one where the bugs sneak into the guy who has the perfect clean apartment. Like everything in his apartment is like sterile. It's like a doctor's office, and yeah, and then all of a sudden, like insects start running in. And I I think at the end of it, it ends up being that it was literally all in his head. Like he had just lost his mind from being trapped away for so long. But yeah, just the idea of just just bugs coming into this clean, sterile room, and they're—I mean, like they're flowing out of his sink, they're coming out of his (laughs) toilet, they're dropping out of the lights. And like they built this set and just you know flooded it with insects. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not scared, but the fucking heebie-jeebies, <laughs> like, oh, oh, the creepy crawlies. Ah. Yeah, so that many, one that one got me. There's so many different ways you can get scared. See, I wouldn't watch the uh, Friday the 13th when I was young because it was like, that was what I considered the pinnacle. Like, I knew it was nice. never brave, to, brave enough to watch it because that was probably the scariest thing on earth, especially the first one. It's so disturbingly done, you know? Oh, the first one's still a great film. I still love watching the original. Fucking uh, Betsy Palmer's awesome. But yeah, um, I I was trying to think back because yeah, I mean Nightmare on Elm Street one was the first one that kind of really got me into horror films. American was the first one I saw, but I remember the first Friday Thirteenth I actually saw. I believe was three because my babysitter's brother took us to a drive-in one time, and it was a double feature of No Retreat, No Surrender. <laughs> Von Dom's first American movie where he played the Russian bad guy. Yeah. And then the kid gets trained by Bruce Lee's ghost, followed by <laughs> Friday the 13th in 3D. Because Friday the 13th 3 was in 3D. And that's the origin movie of the hockey mask. Because at the end of 2 and the start of 3, he's still wearing the potato sack on his head. Right, and then the right. jokester kid that goes out to the camp that year brings a hockey mask and a fucking uh, 
a harpoon gun to play a trick on somebody. And of course, yeah, he ends up, I think, eating that harpoon gun, and then Jason takes his mask, and then he actually becomes what we know as Jason Voorhees. That's pretty goddamn crazy when you think about it. When you think about yeah. that iconic hockey mask. It wasn't until the third film. Yeah. Yeah, That's he wasn't even the killer. He didn't exist really in the first one, not the way we know him. He was a dead child. In the second one, he's basically, a, you know, like the world's worst inbred hillbilly redneck, you know, scare creature that's just living off in the woods by himself with a he's potato like sack on his head. gone bad, you know? It's like yeah, sloth. basically, yeah. He's, yeah, he's a super strong, you know, mongoloid. And then, yeah, it's not until, you know, over, I think it's over halfway through the third film, he actually gets the hockey mask. That's, uh... And I mean, yeah, you say Jason out, everybody instantly pictures a fucking hockey mask and a machete. Oh, yeah, yeah. None of that shit showed up till the third film. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's impressive. So if you say that a horror movie is designed to scare, Gremlins is a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was a scary movie as much as it was fun because it was that it was that safe scare. It wasn't grotesque, even though you had like, oh, yeah. the blender moments or was it, sorry, the microwave moment? Like when she, that was yeah, probably the, microwave the scariest the first one. Part. The scariest part of Gremlins was the mother alone in the house when she's got I don't know, when fucking Phoebe Kate tells that story... Like, it is fucking creepy. When she talks about her dad falling down the chimney and, like, basically breaking his <laughs> neck and dying. Like, I rewatched it just a, a couple of years ago. And it was like, because it was like, oh, it's Christmas time. I was like, oh, I've got to watch Gremlins. Like, oh, I it's just my Christmas Gremlins movie. on DVD. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, Christmas it's, Eve. Yeah. I, I got the three Christmas movies. It's fucking Gremlins, Lethal Weapon, and Die Hard. <laughs> you know, and then a Christmas story is my actual Christmas movie, but like those three films, like those those mean Christmas to me, like when I was growing up. Yeah, but yeah, man. freaking Gremlins scared the fuck out of people, and like I mean, you, you think about Mogwise and the little soft, you know, Gizmo being all cuddly and stuff. It's like no, those other little fuckers were terrifying when you're little. You rewatch <laughs> that movie now, it's like wow, I like this as a kid, and it's fucking creepy. Oh yeah, man! It's it's still a hardcore done. The other done one that got me was the Dark Crystal. Have you rewatched that as an adult? Oh, many times, man. The Skeksis yeah. are terrifying. The Skeksis are you kidding? and uh, they're uh, the Gallifling! black Gallifling! The black uh, they're armored fucking beetle scarab dudes. Those are fucking creepy. Oh, dude! Those are yeah. unbelievable with their little feet. Well, even uh, even the witch with the eye and what was her name? Yeah, was something Mrs. Marble or Magdalene or something. But yeah, she's oh, yeah. she's funky. Dude, but yeah, like even that movie, like Oz. Riz- there's Return some terrifying Oz? shit in there. You've seen Return to Oz, yeah? That's the one with uh, Ferruja <laughs> Bulk, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, stupid. yeah, yeah. That movie's disturbing. Yeah, I just finally saw that. Oh, definitely, definitely disturbing. It starts off with Dorothy getting electroshock therapy and like a, in a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's totally terrifying. So one thing <laughs> I noticed was because of the way there's one unfortunate thing, and it's only unfortunate for our generation because it's a nostalgic thing, is on television now. Because our kids are going to grow up not understanding seasonal TV specials. Because anything can be streamed or watched at any time, so there's no yeah, big deal about it. Not as much, but I think I, we'll just, there's still like the ebb and flow of the Netflix queue. Like when it comes around Christmas time, they drop in that bar that's all the Christmas movies, and yeah, they upload a lot of stuff. It won't be the same, but there's, there's going to be a there's going to be a version of it. 
you're also talking about your glorious American Netflix. Our, our Canadian one was wasn't exactly these, whole these fucking miraculous things. But either way, um, I, yesterday's Monday, right? As we record this, it's Tuesday. Oh, wait, this is yeah. live. Cool. <laughs> I forgot yeah. it was live for a minute. We had three viewers. We're back down to one. I hope it's that first viewer and you're just being loyal. And that's awesome. We thank you. That, but, that viewer rocks. I think that, I think that Monday. We love you, viewer. I literally expected Monday night for their – oh, it just went up to two. Oh, and back down to one. Um, I, <laughs> just doing videos of viewer counting. Eh? Um, <laughs> Monday night, I was expecting to sit down because with Halloween being miraculously on a Saturday this year, I figured you'd get a week straight, at least one week of some Halloween specials. And I couldn't mm. find nothing. I couldn't find Garfield. I couldn't find the Great Pumpkin – I mean, it's like there. I remember there used to be tons of them. There used to be like things specifically made for Halloween. Like, do you remember the wonderful world of Disney's Mr. Boogity, the classic uh, Mr. Boogity? I think maybe. I think okay. maybe I saw that once or twice when I was little. Josh didn't remember this the other night when I was talking to him on Two J's either. But Mr. Boogity was a fantastic movie made back in the eighties uh, for Wonderful World of Disney. David Faustino was the kid in it. And it was about oh, this shit. family of jokers and uh, they ran like a practical joke shop and they buy this new house and it's haunted by the spirit of Mr. Boogity. Boogity, boogity, boo. <laughs> boogity, boogity, boo. You know, just a fun ghost story for kids. And I loved it. It was fantastic. And they made that stuff specifically for that good time. And that doesn't really happen now. Like even the sitcoms. You used to expect a Christmas or a Halloween special episode every Every That's year very on, true. Yeah, on your they, popular sitcoms, right? Yeah, most of them would do well because you always had a uh, like Simpsons. You had the Treehouse of Horror. I think that's really the only yeah. show that still does anything like that. And I to think where you know that it's going to happen annually, right? I think they dropped Treehouse this year. I heard or something like that. It so it's just, just like the Simpsons Halloween horror episode. Yeah, yeah, something like that, which is you know extremely disappointing. But I guess they've done like twenty of them. So I was gonna say yeah, even then they did twenty twenty five in a row. You know, good on them. Yeah. Fucking Simpsons, man, you can't kill it. But I'm gonna it is have the to do that, you know. But it's also hard passing on stuff. I've been finding to to kids nowadays because our animation wasn't so so advanced in the eighties that we couldn't watch younger stuff. Like we also yeah. watched like, like rocket Robin hood, you know what I mean? And Hercules, like that style stuff was also mixed in and peppered in with what we watched. My kid wouldn't give that a minute. He, he couldn't bear through an episode of Hercules whatsoever nowadays. Cause he'd just be like, what are these stick figures moving around? Like, <laughs> used to like CG 3d like versions of, you know, like the new Inspector Gadget. Have you seen that? No. It's it's like done like 3G styles and stuff. It's it's just like the old show. It's actually really faithful. It's basically a three a three D version of the old show. Nice. Yeah, and but that's how they do everything nowadays. So you know. Yeah, I, it's all in three D rendering. I'm I'm wondering about peanuts. Like, did you see the peanuts trailer? No, because oh, I don't I don't think I want to. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I think they're going to pull a Muppets on that first, you know, the Muppets movie that yeah. uh, that Jason Siegel did there and how yeah. how fun that was and nostalgic. This feels like the same deal, man. It feels fantastic. Nice. Like, 
Yeah. Uh, totally. Maybe I'll have to go watch the trailer then. Because, yeah, I, I was like, ooh, Peanuts, really? Yeah, no, yeah. no, man. They, 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 they're pretty good about it. I mean, they show a whole scene with uh, Snoopy doing the Red Baron thing. And it's, it looks great. It's nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. But my kid will probably watch that. But I don't know if he, could, if he would sit through the Great Pumpkin. Yeah, because, I mean, some of those old ones, it's like, I don't know. I think it really it depends on the kid's age and the story, not so much the animation. If the story's good enough, because, like, I'll still sit down and watch fucking, um, you know, Hermie the Dentist. Right? Really? You know, <laughs> and, you know, the, the toys from the, the Island of Law, the Misfit Toys. Yeah. And, I mean, that's some crap claymation. Like, it's not good. Yeah. But it's an awesome fucking Christmas movie, yeah. you know. He's a little Rudolph, little Santa, little you know Frosty the Snowman. Like that's just some classic shit, and it's not great, you know, claymation or like even the original Grinch. I still like watching that. It's that's not okay. Great I don't think animation. we realized, man. These these are cartoons from like the sixties. Yeah, and yeah. A lot of the ones that we were watching were already way traditional by the time they got around to us. Yeah, Christmas is still pretty good. You'll still see Rudolph and stuff, but yeah. But I don't know. Well, yeah, you still got people that are rocking, you know, It's a Wonderful Life, and that's like their family Christmas movie that they watch every year. Yeah. And my house is more likely it's going to be a Christmas story and Christmas vacation because that's all I really need. That's what that's what <laughs> my, my lady, my sugar mom is all about. The Christmas can't pass without a good Christmas vacation viewing. Oh, you know? hell yeah. Yeah, so. you, got, you got to have yourself some, you know, some young, not quite batshit crazy Chevy Chase. Did you ever see the new one, the new vacation? No, I haven't seen it yet. I figure that's what I'll catch on Netflix. Looked good though, you know. So it looked uh, all right. So like grown up thing, rusty. Yeah. One thing <laughs> good, though about Netflix in Canada, which we just got to touch on, is that uh, it was announced yesterday or something that uh, Netflix Canada will be streaming Star Wars: The Force Awakens eight months after it is released. Nice. And the U.S. Netflix will not. Well, then that will be the one time when we go in and change yeah. our ISP and make it look like we live in Canada. Nice, nice. I'm always we'll scared just to do that, man. People yell at me to oh, do I that. Oh, I got my lower third back. <laughs> nice. People always yell at me to do that, change my IP, but I'm too scared to because I feel like it's going to mess up on something else. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, as From what I've heard, I mean, from many people that do it, I'm pretty sure you can probably get away with it. There's something you really, really want to watch. You know, I mean, I was just over in Michigan, and I was watching a bit of it, and I can't even believe, like, we probably don't even have a third of what you guys have. And th- and this now, like, this is your guys' new, better version, right? Because it used to be awful, and then they oh, kind of yeah. upgraded it, right? Yeah, it's good enough now that there's there's more stuff on it, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's totally awful. So, uh, are you up on your Walking Dead? Uh, no, I actually just finished, uh, not the season that's live now, but the last year. I know you're just, catching up, so yeah, it dropped on Netflix, and so I I watched everything up to the end of last season. So, so I've seen that they got to the town, they're behind the wall, blah 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 blah. So you're only like three at the three new episodes behind there. Yeah, yeah. All I haven't seen is just just this season that just started. Now was yesterday's spoiled for you yet? No, I haven't oh, heard nothing. Oh, good, good, good. Then we won't talk about it because, <laughs> well, the internet learned a lesson. There was a big spoiler that went out yesterday, and literally the next day, I saw people posting statuses apologizing and like <laughs> heart- heartfeltly apologizing for doing this to people because it was a horrible thing to spoil. Oh yeah. And then today, 
there was a movement started by Star Wars fans to promise and pledge that they will not say a damn thing about The Force Awakens for at least one week after it's released. Nice. Yeah, because I'm afraid, like, yeah, if I don't go see Star Wars Thursday night, I'm going to find out who dies. It's like, goddamn, I have to avoid some internet because, man, I want to I go into Star Wars. Like, It's one of those things, like, you know, the trailer and everything. We have all this merchandise and all the comics and everything. But we're still going to the movie not really knowing much. Like, plot-wise, yeah. Like, the trailers aren't giving us storyline. It's no. giving us characters. That's it. And well, so... I mean, I want to go in not knowing, you know, as much as possible on Star Wars. I think you're pretty set, but I think you do. I think it's kind of a given that in certain ways they are going to mirror the first trilogy. Well, yeah, as they should. You know, I think it's I think it's pretty obvious that Daisy Ridley's character of Ray is going to be more the main character than Finn, even you know, but. Yeah, see, I, I keep hearing different theories for one or the other, but I think either way, yeah, either Finn or Daisy, I mean, either one, I think, will make a good Luke-type character to yeah, see what yeah. they do with him. I think Finn might actually end up being more the Han Solo of it all. Be the, but, the, the warrior. Yeah, or just kind of more the, 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 the smooth sidekick type thing, because I don't know if they're both Force-sensitive. or. But again, these are things that will be answered in less than two months. Yep, less it is coming. Than, two months it's blowing my mind that it's actually actually <laughs> happening so you know so do you just stick to like 80s horror movies or there's still ones coming out that you appreciate like were you one of those like guys who like with the re-emergence of saw and all that kind of thing well see like i love the first saw film i own the whole box set on blu-ray and i, I love the first Saw film because honestly it was two guys sat down and said okay we're gonna do a movie what's the cheapest movie two people in a room why are they in the room and from that concept, they said, okay, they both wake up in the room, and they don't know how they got there. And there's a dead body in the room with them, and the door's locked. And then, like, they literally went forward with that and wrote the entire first Saw movie and did it on the cheap. The two guys yeah. that did that at first Saw movie, like, they're geniuses. Then it, it ended up becoming what, you know, slowly turned into the torture porn genre. But I still love the rest of them, because the storyline got convoluted and crazy. But the props guys... The props guys had to think of different ways for people to kill themselves on these sound stages in ways that Jigsaw could say, I did this to you. Now, if you want to live, all you got to do is, you know, lose your hand or stab yourself in the eye or do something else fucking crazy. But, like, just the, the props and stuff they kept coming up with, like, genius people worked on those films. So, I mean, yeah, no, those, I, those I definitely loved. I actually I had a friend that that used to be our annual thing every Halloween we went out and saw the new Saw film in the theaters. I was a little sad when they stopped making them. What did they get up to, like 17 or something? Uh, six. <laughs> I believe there's, it's either six or seven. What's, but yeah, ja- the, huh? What's Jason at? That's at least 12, isn't 12. it? Or, there have technically been 12 Jason films because there's uh, Friday third. Well, if you count the end sequence where he's in the last scene of part one, there were Friday 13th 1 through Jason X, which was Friday 13th 10. Because it was actually Friday Thirteenth Part Nine. Jason goes to hell. Is the last technical Friday the Thirteenth. When did then he go did, to space? That's Jason X. So that's the tenth film. Then you get Freddy vs. Jason. That's the eleventh. And then the new remake from Platinum Dooms Friday Thirteenth is the twelfth film. So technically, if they do another Friday Thirteenth film, it would be the thirteenth Friday the Thirteenth film. So isn't the the new one they made right? Isn't that more of a remake of part three then? Because he's got his mask and everything in the remake. Have you seen it? 
Oh yeah, yeah, I own it. It's it's got some good parts, some bad parts. Yeah, it's it's literally like the opening sequence is the mom getting her head chopped off, which is basically the whole first movie. They did that as the opening sequence for the Platinum Dunes Friday the Thirteenth. Nice, nice. And nice. then yeah, he goes from potato, kind of a potato sack, to a hockey mask inside of the first. I think maybe twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. So they basically pulled the Topher Grace on it. And- yeah, kind of. Yeah, cut it down, condensed it, kind of move things along. Which, I mean, yeah, it, it had some good parts in it. I mean, still, I'm one of those people, if it's not Kane Hodder behind the mask, it's not really Jason. Well, how many I did mean, he do? He did three. And he's the only actor who's ever done it more than once. And Ken Kersinger, or maybe maybe Kersinger did two. But I think he was the one that was in Platinum Dunes. There was another guy that was Freddy versus Jason. Like, they both did good jobs after Kane Hodder. But, I mean, yeah, Jason, uh, Kane Hodder did... Because he did Jason Takes Manhattan... Jason goes to hell. Jason takes me. <laughs> Jason X. So yeah, he did eight, nine, and ten, or maybe it was seven, eight, nine, and ten. He might have done four in a row. But yeah, as far as I know, he's the only actor that ever played the role more than once. And he was really like, I mean, by the time he had Jason X comes around, like he had a full blown like physical personality in place when he put that mask on to where he just moved and it was fucking Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Like he didn't have to do anything. It was just him standing there breathing. And he was the character. The way that, you know, nobody can put on the makeup and be Freddy Krueger other than Robert England. They've tried it, and it doesn't fucking work. If yeah. it's not Robert England, it's not Freddy Krueger. I think you could get another one, but it would have to be very uh, England-esque. Like, you yeah, see... Like, I loved... Like, I, I, I liked the other one, and I love... What's his name? Uh, yeah, Jackie O'Haley did a good job. Yeah, and the remake the had some cool ideas, like the micro-nightmares, where yeah. they're falling asleep for split seconds at a time, and he's coming at them through the store. Yeah, like, there yeah. were some cool concepts in that movie. But yeah, it was one of those ones, like, I looked at it, it as like, Jackie O'Haley is set up to failure. There is no possible way for this film to succeed. Because they also went back and went back to the, more of the original concept where he was a pederast and a child rapist before yeah. he was a child murderer, and which is something that they kind of got away from in the first film because I think it was as they were filming or it was either in filming or post-production, there was a massive national outrage because of a school where they found out a bunch of teachers had been molesting the children. And so New Line kind of recut the film, I think, with Wes Craven to say, okay, we're going to pull back on the child molestation part of the character and then you know make it more about him being a child murderer. <laughs> And just kind of focus on that, which I mean, you know, not like it makes him a better person. Like, yeah, it's still, he's still fucking yeah, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah. But like Freddy versus Jason, that almost feels like it falls into that action category. Like that's not a scary movie, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, it's there, there was probably some twelve-year-olds that were a little scared watching it, you know, during some of the sequences. But that was a movie made for people like me to just fucking rock out and go fucking Freddy versus oh, yeah, Jason. I loved man, it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. yeah, that, that was an absolute party, and it was very. It was well so cast. much fun. Yeah. But what's the? It's uh. Oh, what was I gonna say about it? I just totally blanked out there. But uh, yeah, it was more fun and adventure, and like uh, they even reused. Oh yeah, they reused the one gag where the guy's veins get pulled out, and he's Freddie uses them like a marionette. 
Yeah, which that's like, you know, the yeah the death in part three, Dream Warriors is still one of the coolest deaths ever. When why they do you think the they other. redid it? Because it was so cool, like an because it was so cool. cool. Yeah, it was kind of an homage. And like, hey, check this out. We saw this too. We loved it when we were growing up, and we're gonna kind of redo this. Yeah. And, which I mean, Freddy vs. Jason was filled with a lot of that stuff. There's a lot of kills that are references to kills in both of the old movies. So yeah, I mean that one was it was just okay. a, it was just a fun fest. That was just a bunch of people that loved those characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is one of the most uh, uncastable, recastable things. They announced today. Yeah. Uh, Frank Marshall, one of the producers for Indiana Jones, he said there's no way they're gonna pull a Bond and recast that role. Oh yeah, so they're not gonna do it, huh? Which I think is, I think A is naive. I think uh, eventually they're going to because they won't let that money machine die. When once Harrison Ford does. Well, I'm thinking, yeah, because now uh, Disney owns it, right? Well, how do you get away with this, man? Like, how do you do it with him again? He's just, he was on shaky legs in the last one. Like, Oh, and the last one wasn't good. I mean, you have yeah. basically, you have, ep- I guess you would call it, what, episode four deniers? Like, there are people that still claim there are only three Indiana Jones films, and I'm one of them. Well, it's, yeah, like, <laughs> a lot of people put it on, Lo- on Lucas, too, for, like, a horrible story. But I don't. I, I'm sorry. Spielberg wasn't exactly on his game making that movie either. Like the CG was horrible. Yeah, there was a whole lot of failures involved yeah. in that one. Like the second, Including, yeah, Shia LaBeouf planned to play James Dean. What? Yeah, the fuck? when he throws him the snake to get out of the quicksand. <laughs> and he's like, "Call it snake. Say, grab the rope. Grab the rope." Just like, no, man. This is. I don't know. It broke my heart. I think that's pass yeah. that on. That's a character that deserves to continue. And what, like, really, a guy like Chris Pratt doesn't deserve it? Like, I was gonna say, yeah, we've all seen this, the, the yeah, the the Photoshop versions of it, and we all know after seeing Guardians, and especially now after seeing Jurassic World, Chris Pratt could rock a fucking Indiana Jones trilogy quick as shit, and it would be awesome. He's he wouldn't be my first choice. I'm sure he'd do great, but I think he's a little too funny. He's a little too wise guy. Uh, there's something about Indy that's. Yeah, a little musty librarian. Yeah, very manly, musty librarian too. Like that's one thing. It's 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 hard to replace an actor like Harrison Ford who does just ooze manly manliness. Like you know, he's a dude. Like you can just tell looking at him that he likes to bang nails into wood. Like, well, yeah, it's one of those things. I've heard it been talked about on other podcasts. They talk about movies like we don't have those like like the male action hero. Like, we're not getting those the way they used to in the 70s and 80s. You know, where's our fucking Clint Eastwood these days? Yeah, Like, I yeah. think the last real big one is Statham. Jason Statham came out as an action star. Yeah. You know, he did a couple, you know, a couple movies like Snatch and stuff where he wasn't really fighting the whole time. But, I mean, like, Statham's one of the last people to, like, actually just come out and have a career based almost solely on being an action star. And yeah. And just doing I mean, movies where he beats people up. Yeah, like, and we he's don't better have than those. that, too. Like, he's so good in Snatch, it's crazy. And oh, yeah, and he's a great actor. But, yeah, yeah it's one of those things It's like there's, we don't really see that as often anymore. And I think also, I mean, part of that is, you know, sometimes when we're getting really good films, we're not getting a series of five films in a row where it's just a random cop beating people up. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, and you're not getting, getting these actors script. who, you're not getting a lot of these actors who, like, a lot of those guys had to work for it first. These are guys yeah. who actually worked in some sort of laborious industry and, you know, learned to be a man before they became an actor. And now it's it's yeah. people pour their entire whatever into the the craft or whatever. 
Yeah, and, they're coming out of high school and college with you know degrees in drama, and then going yeah. to Hollywood. Like Stephen's are... a soccer player, right? Like yeah, like yeah, like him. Vinny Jones is a soccer player. Fucking like yeah, M- Mr. T was a bouncer at a bar. Like yeah, like, yeah. no, he but fucking beat people up. That was his job. Like, I still you know, like the idea. I still like McConaughey, man. I think McConaughey could fill that hat as well. I really do. Oh, McConaughey as a as a Indiana Jones. Yeah, especially now at the point he's at, he's not too old. He's not. I was too gonna young. say, did they try that with the like the three Dirk Pitt films that he made with Sahara and the other one or whatever? Dirk Pitt. Yeah, because Dirk Pitt is the character that he played in Sahara. I remember just I had a buddy in the Navy who read all the Dirk Pitt novels, and it was kind of like a, a more espionage version of Indiana Jones. Okay, I don't even think I got through Sahara, so, you know. But I think Chris yeah, Pratt's was, a bit young. I think he's a tad young for it. I think yeah, you need more of a McConaughey, more of a, more of a grown-into-himself guy. Like, you know, I'm not sure how old Harrison Ford was, but I'm pretty sure he was at least in his, like, Mid thirties to forty, you know. Well, I'm pretty sure they said in the photo the awesome thing was that the end when uh, Chris Pratt was doing the the promotional tour for Guardians of the Galaxy. People kept asking if he realized he was at the same age then that Harrison Ford was when he did the first Indiana Jones. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, man. That's cool when that stuff happens. Like like uh, Mark Hamill's the same age Obi Wan was. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah it's, it's just perfect. It, it, the, li- quite literally, the apprentice has become the master. Oh man! The man. fucking young Padawan yeah. from the first Star Wars film we all saw is now the Jedi Master. And all with the, the talk beard and the is, robe. He's not around. He's not in the poster. He's uh, and there's yep. he's a very. Well, we know he's in there somewhere. We just don't know where or is what. Yeah, they'll find him at the end. The whole thing—it's pretty obvious that the movie's going to be a journey to find Luke, and then they'll find Luke, and then we'll see what happens in the next one. And the next one will probably have some sort of "I am your father" type moment. Oh yeah, the second mm-hmm. one's going to have the twist and possibly the 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 ending where it seems like the bad guys are winning. And then the third movie will be yeah the 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 full tilt end of the story and redemption. And we're gonna get a prequel before we even you know get another one, which is funny because we're getting another yep. Star Wars prequel. Well, well, we're gonna see all those people that died to get the Death Star plans. Yeah, that's a fantastic and, idea, man. That's and now, see, in the new poster, we have a feeling that there's apparently a new Death Star. Well, the Star Killer base, yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's actually a planet that's got that kind of trench on it. That just has a gigantic base built into it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, man. There's a few things about this movie that bother me. That like, because I mean, as you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a prequel apologist. I love my Jedi, and in this movie, now. there's there's going to be a few things that are like, who the hell are the Knights of Ren? Where the hell did this Ren thing come from? Like, uh, you He's know, just a kid that likes Darth Vader the way you like Jedi. <laughs> okay, cool. So where did he, I want to know, and I doubt they're going to tell me where he gets the information on how to build that goddamn lightsaber. Well, I, from what I've heard, the rumor being that he basically just kind of made it up and tried different things from whatever information he could piece together, and that's why you get the cross guard is because his lightsaber is imperfect and it's not it's not done correctly, and so that's why you basically have those two flares of energy coming out the side. Because it's literally he built it himself, not having any training. Yeah, yeah. I wonder and if they to are me that makes sense. Yeah, we'll have to see. Because I mean, there's 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 emitters for those two side things, so that tells me they're intentional. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, but maybe it's just he had to put a cross guard there because his skills aren't that good because there was no one to teach him how to use the damn thing, right? Could be that too, yeah. I mean, if you're you're apprenticing to a job when there's nobody there to teach you how to do it, it's got to be a hell of a lot harder to learn the job. Yeah, yeah. Here, hold on a sec. I gotta I'll introduce you to something. All right. Okay. I believe he's going to get number seventy-eight. All right, number seventy-eight. Oh, I called it. There I it said is. I believe he's going to get number 78. I even had the number right. <laughs> it's one of the Blade Builder ones, so it came with a little tinier blade that comes on the bottom. But, nice. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's a fun little toy, and it's got this effect. Like, Even though this is the cheaper toy version, not like the Master Replica or anything, look how cobbled together it looks. Like, There's wires on the outside. Like, nice. That's how bad you were at making your lightsaber, that you have a wire on the outside. <laughs> you know, and it's totally. Oh, yeah. It looks. It's the most. It's the most like raggedy, thrown together, designed lightsaber I've ever seen. You know, like they were really going for like, this was an old piece of something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's the whole point. With yeah, his character is just kind of putting together the past of Darth Vader. Yeah, I wonder if we're gonna. I, I wonder if we'll see when he goes and gets the mask. Like, will we see Endor? Little Ewoks running around in the background. I don't know. Ewoks don't have quite Jar Jar backlash, but they're not exactly fan favorites. Because, I mean, that, <laughs> helmet, that funeral pyre must have been sitting there for years enough for this guy to grow up and go find it, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, it would have taken him a while to figure out, okay, when did Vader die? Where? What planet would he have been, you know, if there's anything left, where would I go look for it? Yeah. Because <clears throat> it's interesting... Uh how much they're adding to the core of the story. Like, you know the new Shattered Empire comic? No, I mean, I've seen it, but I haven't read it. It's really cool. It starts out during the Battle of Yavin and basically follows the story of Green Squadron. Right? Nice. Yeah, so, and they're there, and they're on Endor celebrating with the rest of the Rebellion when everything goes down, but then somebody runs in and says there's an Imperial holdout behind some moon or some shit. And uh, that's kind of how the story takes off. And right away, Han, Han, who's at, you know, literally the end of Return of the Jedi movie, and they're celebrating. And then Han's like, well, I guess we better keep on going. And they all get in their ships and take off. (laughs) So it completely doesn't end there. Like, you know, they're adding so much thickness to it, which I love. But, you know, they're also going crazy, like giving Han Solo an ex-wife and stuff, or wife, so... Yeah, I did read an article on that. I thought that was pretty funny, the idea that Han's got a previous lady, and then she shows up and says, that's my husband. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, weirdly enough, the only Star Wars comic I'm reading is um, uh, Kanan, The Last Padawan. Oh, nice. It's a good one, too. That's a fun one. Which, yeah, I'm enjoying that one, which is funny, too, because I still haven't finished Clone Wars, so I haven't even started watching Rebels yet. (laughs) <laughs> Rebels is really good, man. Rebels grew on me real quick. And it's I watched, per- I saw the pilot, and I think I've seen two episodes since. Like, it's fun. I like it. But well, yeah, I, need, I need to get blend. done with Clone Wars. <laughs> it's a very, very perfect blend and, like, bridging of the Clone Wars era into the new one. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot of both, you know, even putting Ahsoka in there and some of the clones. But, you know, just the look of it as far as, like, the ships and stuff. Like, you'll see downed clone trooper ships. Nice. You know, so there's, 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 it's the, 
it's the one piece of Star Wars that's got the most of both trilogies in it, I find, which I really, really enjoy that aspect of it, you know, because who knows, like, although you saw the picture of Luke that got revealed, yeah? Um, I'm not sure. The In his Jedi robes for the new movie? Oh, yeah, 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 I did see that one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You see, he had the whole beard going on and stuff. Yeah, and he's it, it was very old Republic looking, like long Jedi. He what? He didn't look like a bum. He was wearing long Jedi robes, and he had the whole <laughs> Jedi symbol. But here's the thing: I think perhaps potential costume change because you know how we see him and he puts his hand on on R two. Is well, it's still the assumption hand. that that's him. That's him. Well, we see a robe figure put their hand put a robotic hand on R two D two. Yeah, that's him. And I think maybe he maybe he cleans <laughs> up in the end. Maybe they convince him to like you know, take your rags off, put some good Jedi robes on, and. Do so you think he's out? He's out living in the wilderness, Obi Wan, old old Ben Kenobi style. He has to be. I think. I think There's he might have Duke, an apprentice. Duke Star Killer is living out in the desert. Nice. I think he might have an apprentice that he's training or something. But I just hope he's kind of whacked. I hope he is kind of out there. You know what I mean? I hope he's his marbles aren't totally straight because that'll just be fun. You know? <laughs> That would be kind of cool. Yeah, just yeah. crazy old man Luke living out in the desert. Nice, nice. I can't wait to hear his turn in the killing joke though when it comes, man. Oh, I'm so stoked for that. The idea that they're you know gonna shoot for an R-rated DC film because the, I mean, their cartoons have been vicious anyways. Yeah. Well, they're not and, shooting for it. They just don't mind if they get it. Which means they have to do it because if they don't, too many people would be disappointed. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> Son of Batman turned a corner, man. When Son of Batman came out, it was the first time I've had to turn off a DC animated feature. Yeah. Uh, and my four-year-old was watching it, and I went, yeah, arrows through the throats. No, we're not going to go that far. And I actually yeah, had to turn it off. Bloody. Oh, dude, when they, the first five minutes when they attack Razo Ghoul's place, like. Dude. Oh, dude, you want a sneak peek of something? Sure. That's, there's the camera at. You got to talk. Those Please. are the side pockets to my pants that I'll be getting on Friday. That's my Captain America Age of Ultron costume. Oh, that's nice. being made right now. Oh. My, uh, my buddy and seamstress Elizabeth Edwards, who fucking rocks Liz's, tailor, Liz's tailoring and clothing, tailoring and sewing. Right on. I gotta get, I gotta get the name of her business down because I gotta do the logo for it too. <laughs> oh, very nice, very nice. But yeah, like she's already did like the the top piece, the under piece, done all the ribbing for the the stomach, and then yeah, I just put the gloss coat on the shield today. Gotta put a little uh, the JB weld on for the star, and it's done. Nice. That's why you've been working out so hard, so you're getting Captain yep. America Halloween. <laughs> I must cosplay. Yep. Halloween's coming. Damn right. Yeah, since <laughs> July first, man. Straight working out. Oh, I'm so I'm so ready to not be doing this six days. Six days a week is just tough. It is tough. Inspiring. When are you gonna scale it back a bit? Like, what is the goal? Literally Saturday. Like I'm, I'm, I'm working out until Friday. Yeah, I'll probably get up and work out Saturday, but I'm not gonna do what I've been doing. So right. yeah, no. After after this week, this is week 18 of Captain America training. Damn. Literally, it's been since July 1st. So yeah, it's every week. And yeah, I've done. I I got up to six days a week. I think I want to say about six weeks ago. I've been doing six days a week. So I I work out every day but Sunday. And yeah, so that stops this Saturday. 
and I'm probably going to take most of next week off. <laughs> that is crazy, man. Uh, all power to you. It's uh, it's a great routine. You're probably a hell of a lot healthier for it. Oh, it? yeah. It's, it's been working. Yeah, I added an inch to each thigh and took three inches off my gut. So Nice. It's, it's good stuff. Well, it's yeah, hard when you're working out because, uh, like, were you doing much cardio? No, hardly any. So, yeah, so you're basically returning fat into muscle. You weren't like, yeah. just trying to strip it, so... It's yeah, and so yeah, I didn't weight loss. Yeah, yeah, my weight actually—I mean, it fluctuated, but honestly, it bounced between two thirty and two forty the whole time, and I'm right back to around two thirty-three, which is pretty much the weight I started at. But yeah, my gut is three inches smaller, so I'm definitely not—I don't have the fat index that I had. <clears throat> but you're a bit of a tall fucker, aren't you? Yeah, I'm six one. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're up there, you know. Yeah, two two thirty isn't isn't bad for my for my height. But yeah, there's there's still a little bit more to lose, but yeah, I'm stoked. Friday's almost here. I get to put my costume on. I walk think around I'm gonna, work carrying a shield. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do the Joker again. I did it a few years ago, but just because my kids being Batman, I feel nice. like uh, I feel like I should I should match that up. I thought about being Robin, but I just didn't want to put the effort into a costume. <laughs> that would have been, been pretty cool, but I hope. I, He's at the age soon where he's a little more cooperative with like doing shared costumes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because right now it's just like, no, I've. I mean, he picked Batman months ago, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It was like July. He's like, Bad Dad, I'm Batman for Halloween. I was like, All right. And it's happened. It's weird how kids will do that too at that age. Have them. you had the year yet where you're Batman and he's Robin? Well, I wanted to do that, but I guess it'd be funnier if it was the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> it would be funnier. I, just, I remember I saw a picture on Facebook that somebody posted. Literally, it was a dad and a kid, and like you know, it looked like Batman and son of and son of the Bat because it was you know a Damien-sized kid. And it's oh, like, yeah. ladies, just don't don't even front. You know, he's been planning this since you said he was having a boy. <laughs> like it's it's a guarantee. <laughs> well, don't get me wrong, man. The second he's ten years old, he has no choice. That's the one Halloween I'm going to take from my boy. I'm going to be like, that's hey, the one this years year, ago. This you're year, ten you're years wrong. old. You are the boy wonder this year. And we'll make it a cool one. We'll give you the hood and the stuff. No, no, no. Green hot pants, pixie boots. <laughs> <laughs> and you rock a straight Adam West. Uh, yeah, just get his Just old school hair, gray. That perfect comb to the side hair. Like There you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lego hair. He totally. No one ever had better Lego hair than 60s Dick Grayson, man. That's true. Yeah, it was. You could launch. You could launch cars off that shit. <laughs> like it was sturdy. That would be so messed up though to tell me he has to do the old fucking little like speedo and pixie boots. That's no, just mean. That would be mean. <laughs> but yeah, that is. That's the year I'm taking it from. I'm gonna be like, boy, you, you, this one's my. You're ten. You're double digits. Here's your bow staff and your hood. Nice. It's approaching the midnight hour here in Canada. So as we wind this down, let's take care of a little bit of business, Mr. Bachman. Indeed. Uh, there is an event that's going to be taking place, of which An Elegant Weapon is the official podcast of this Very event. Cool. This event is uh, it's a Pints and Pages, and it's happening at the camera. I couldn't talk yesterday doing two J's either. I mean, Uh-oh. I'll be it. Mind you, I was, you know, baked off my face, but still, <laughs> I just couldn't get words out. I kept stumbling. Well, anyways, this is going to be happening at the Cameron House, which is downtown Toronto. It's 408 Queen Street West. It's happening on November 14th and 15th. 
and uh, it's from 3 to 7 p.m. And what it is basically is you come along and some of the GTA's coolest new independent comic book creators are going to be there. And they're going to be hanging out and they're going to be drawing and talking, lending tips, lending advice, uh, lending laughs, and having a good old time. So basically it's a chance just to, to meet up and see what's going on in the scene and meet some of these cool, cool people. People like uh, A. Shehan, uh, people like Sean Daly, Shane Amato, and Ricky Lima, the Black Hole Hunters Club boys. So uh, come on out because I'm going to be there. An Elegant Weapon will be podcasting the event, and uh, it should be a good time. So if you're in downtown Toronto on the 14th or 15th of November, you should come and uh, see what Tio's got, on, uh, got going on because it's going to be super duper cool. I wanted to give out a congratulations to Mr. Josh Dahl and Mr. Sean Langley on the full fundage of Rapid City Below Zero. Nice. Very, very well done. Uh, They had a great campaign. They were on top of it the whole way. Uh, Josh recently was on an episode like three episodes ago or something like that, so you can go back and meet Josh. We're going to get both of those guys back on soon. So they can both talk about it. And uh, also, Mr. Langley is quite the Whovian. I had him on the show, and I didn't realize until talking to him in the last five minutes what a Whovian yeah. was. So we're going to have to sit down and that, have that conversation because Doctor Who is killing it. <laughs> Capaldi is killing it. The first season had me a little worried about where they were going, but now that they've got all the silliness hashed out, it is great. It is its own thing. It's built yet again. They've managed to pull off a doctor who's doing his own complete thing. You know what I mean? And nice. it's beautiful. It's it's really, really cool stuff. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's too much going on. Uh, Star Wars coming soon. Indeed. Uh, we got to get back on the CMYK tip too. Indeed, yeah. We got to get that going again because, yeah, Flash has been killing it. Arrow's been fun, and I'm, I I'm, must. Uh, I checked Hulu. There was no. Uh, there was no Supergirl from last night, so I haven't seen that yet. I watched that like two weeks ago. I downloaded the pilot, and I'm not sure how I did that, but I did, and it was it was all right. It was good. Yeah, I heard. It, I heard it was up. Was it a fully finished pilot, or yeah, was it like pre biz or? No, it was it was fully first episode, fully done, and oh. it was it was good. It was cool for what they're going for. I for what they're going for, it was excellent, but. Dude, I I'm not feeling Arrow, man. I'm just oh. I'm not feeling it because it's I don't know. Maybe I just fucking hate Laurel. <laughs> Could be she's she's been kind of uh, involved so far. So yeah. I don't know, I I like the fact yeah we got another we got another episode with freaking the new Rachel Ghoul. Yeah, with freaking you know the captain himself. Coming it's back, kicking ass. Yeah, man. Sorry. Yeah, he's he's yeah. always awesome. And then I like the fact that it's 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 not morose crybaby Ollie anymore. Like he's actually trying to like enjoy parts of his life. He's yeah. trying to have fun. I I like seeing like the the way Amela's playing it, where he's almost struggling with the idea of enjoying himself and it's... trying to like come to terms with it. 
I like that. It's definitely it's definitely more in tone with the character of the comic book. Definitely, yeah. They're definitely closer, yeah, to any of the Green Arrow books I ever read. I think it's more just there's too there's too many Flash. It kind of makes sense, and it's so much fun. You can get forgive him for having like a twenty member team behind him. But Arrow, Arrow doesn't quite work like that for me. I'm just. I don't know. I think Arrow needs to be reined in a little bit as far as going too far. Yeah. I, like, I like the character development with Ollie. I like bringing him more about the fun-loving guy from the comics. But just the show itself, I don't think should get should try to be the Flash too hard. You know what I mean? Like, well, and I think when everything splinters off for DC Legends of Tomorrow, when we see you know at least two of the cast members of Flash are leaving, at least one of the cast members of Arrow are leaving to go to that show, yeah. I think we're going to see a different version of both shows at that point. Well, yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I heard actually people were complaining that, oh, there's another speedster as the villain in the Flash. Fucking duh. Yeah. <laughs> but they yeah, have Give me another so superpower... Close. Give me another superpower that can really fuck with someone that can travel at the speed of light. The Flash is stuck far <laughs> more closely to the comic than Arrow ever even yeah. considered doing. Like Arrow, oh, very Arrow, true, very Arrow true. had to steal from Batman to come up with yeah. decent, you know, <laughs> big season. So it's not the same thing. They changed the whole Speedy Roy thing. They split them into two people. Yeah. You know, well, they gave him. A, they gave him a sister. I don't think Ollie ever had a sister, no. and his family was dead. Yeah. So I mean, that, that was a huge difference. Like you know, he had family in the show. Yeah. Like that was very, very different from what was in the comics. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah no, I I love Flash. It's it's still it's my favorite thing each week. And I'm loving Gotham this year. I'm loving it. Yeah, I've been uh, digging it. Yeah. Like you know, all the all the shit with Jerome was crazy. Oh and yeah. Freaking. Oh yeah. The, the Barbara's still batshit. And yeah, the the stuff with yeah, young Bruce has been good. Yeah. Like that show's getting better and better. And I love it now. The thing is in Gotham. The thing is in Gotham and running the cops. Oh yeah, Chickless. <laughs> yeah, fucking Chickless, man. OG thing. Yeah, man. I really hope this <laughs> yeah. thing lasts, man. Like lasts, like I want. I, I want to pay out at the end. Like I just want to see their their. It's just got to end with a cape. It's got to end with a cape, man. <laughs> you, know? you think it'll be the like Smallville? Ten years down the line, he puts on the cape and cowl and steps out of the darkness for one shot, and then the show's over. Well, thank God they finally did that for Smallville. Like it, I was iffy, you know. They had the no flights and no tights rule for so long. Well, yeah, but no, I think that was the plan the whole time. Was, was it was no world, flights, though. no tights, and then they're like, you know what? When we end the show, we'll kind of show them in the suit. Yeah, but I think it was also a different time when it was like we were still running, oh yeah we're still running off having to put the X Men in leather, and nowadays people are happy to see them in blue and yellow. So it's oh, also yeah. Arrow came out right on the cusp of when it was changing, like right when Avengers and everything was changing the whole idea of you know that you you got to look more real life. That's when Arrow came out and had to suffer from that, and now yeah. But I love the fact that they had the balls to change it. Back to Star City as it should be, and yep, and and now he's got the new costume and it and, looks much yeah. more Green Arrow ish. I kind of liked the old costume. Like, I actually, it's just the shoulder pads kind of bug me. The football shoulder pads he's got on. Oh yeah, that's but oh, thing. but he is the Green Arrow at least again. Like that's yeah, he's but he's also a human. Like he doesn't have any superpowers and he gets bounced off a lot of fucking rooftops in that show. He probably <laughs> likes the armor. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Look at Amel and his stuntman, man. They go through some shit. Oh yeah, like, they're getting yeah. smacked around. 
Well, he's a tough Canadian boy. He can take it. So indeed, it's all good. His, his fucking workout is tough. I'll tell you that much. Oh, have you tried it? Uh, that wind rings one. I've been doing that every Thursday. I do three rounds of the twenty squat medicine ball tosses, twenty medicine ball touch to the wall sprawls, forty jump turning medicine ball lunges, followed by twenty regular lunges, still holding the medicine ball, and then put twenty pound weights in each hand. 20 punches forward, 20 punches up, 20 punches down. Now, and I go I, through that three times. I'm surprised you don't kettlebell. Oh, that's on different days. That's just Thursday for cardio. <laughs> you go to a gym or you just been getting all the equipment? Yeah, no, the, yeah this is all stuff I own. I, I'll do this on my buddy's porch in his backyard. Why not? Why your buddies? Is, is he like your workout partner? Oh, or? no, I, I, I live with a friend right now since I sold my house. Oh, okay. It's my roommate. My roommate, yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought you meant like you went to another dude's house where you don't live. And, <laughs> no, and, like, no, it's it's where I live for some reason. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I just got I just have a row of weights out on his porch. I got a twenty-five and a fifty-pound kettlebell, pair of tens, pair of twenties, a twenty-five, pair of thirties, pair of forties, and a couple of weights on an easy curl bar and a medicine ball. And then he actually built me a um one of those boxes. That people use to jump up on or do splits and st- or uh, squats, split squats on. Oh, what a Van Dam box! Yeah, but it's I just it's just <laughs> one. Oh, so, yeah, I'm not doing splits on it. It's it's I'm, I'm using it for the Captain America training. It's a squat to uh, box jump. So you uh, go down into a squat and then you jump up 20 inches onto a box. Okay, right, right. So it's a step. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's a big step. But yeah, my buddy built it. Fucking thing's sturdy as hell. Yeah, he's got a 240-pound person jumping up and down on it, and that damn thing hasn't budged yet. He did a good job. That's awesome, man. Well, <laughs> Anthony, thanks for hanging out, man. This hell yeah. A fucking fun time chat. Uh, Indeed. Kids, you can find Anthony Bachman on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock uh, Eastern on All Things Good and Nerdy. That's Nine good- Mountain. Nine Mountain. Because nobody ever says it. That's where I fucking lived. Nine Mountain. Because what are the odds that one of our two viewers at the moment is in Mountain Time? I'll bet you one of them is. <laughs> I'll bet you. Could be. Could be. But yeah, you Everybody can... thinks everything's on the East Coast time. Fuck no. y'all. <laughs> and, and you, can, you can watch that on YouTube Sunday mornings. And you can also check that out on iTunes and GunnaGeek.com. And are you still writing articles? Are you still doing Bachman's Best? Yep, still doing Bachman's best for com. Just you know, falling a bit behind with yeah, between trying to do Inktober, prep the outfit, build the shield, and do six day a week workouts while still working. Everything else is kind of taking a hit, but yeah, all of that's almost done. So starting next month, I'm going to try to get back to a more normal schedule again. <laughs> nice. Well, hopefully someday we get to hear the next element again because that's always fun. Indeed. I do miss it. More than likely, the next element will probably wait until I get a new place. Yes. Well, it's it's best to get things sorted before you yeah. want to get into doing too much on your plate. But uh, if you want to hear old episodes, they're all up there. You can go to pointsofinterestpodcast.com, and you can hit the next element link in the show menu, and uh, it will take you to uh, next element stuff. Yep. And- Big archive of me and my boy Colin. Chatting yep. it up. Good times. How is Colin? Is Colin well? Yeah, he's doing pretty good. Uh, he uh, got bumped up. He works downtown at our business office and seems to be enjoying it. Ooh. Got, got himself a new girlfriend since his divorce. He's moving on up. 
and uh, I think nice. he, I think he actually finally uh, graduated college too. Finally finished off his degree. Right. So he's doing, right. he's doing some shit. Congratulations, Colin. That is fantastic to hear. And uh, other than that, uh, don't forget to go and uh, if you're a new person, go back because uh, this will get posted other than on the YouTube where it is right now, of course, at anelegantweapon.ca. But go back and please check out. I just had a great conversation with Miss Casey Pierce. Uh, she's an author yeah, from was. Michigan. I was saying, yeah, and congratulations to Casey because now she is an author from Michigan. It was kind of cool to hear she's writing comics now. Absolutely. She's got uh, upcoming project Nora with the one and only Sean Seal. And getting Sean Seal to come do your comic book is is quite a thing. And uh, she more than deserves it. And I can't wait to see what comes out of those two brains collaborating because it's going to be interesting stuff, man. Nice. Very interesting stuff. But uh, other than that, again, Anthony, thank you very much, my friend. Indeed. Uh, I got a little bit of a nightcap ready. So, kids, uh, <laughs> that's about it. That's all we're going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon. Take it easy.